You're listening to A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, a podcast supported by Harvest Partners. For more ways to deepen and challenge your spiritual walk, enroll in Pastor Greg's free online courses. Sign up at Harvest.org. If you don't want to live in anxiety, fear, and worry, put the matter in God's hands. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that God invites us to cast our cares on Him. He's more than capable of handling them. And He assures us that He cares. So at night when you're going to bed, you say, Well, Lord, here's this problem, here's that problem, and there's five more. Here you go. I'm going to sleep. I'll talk to you in the morning. That's exactly what you should do. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Worry can burn through our minds like a forest fire. It consumes our sense of peace and well-being, our emotional equilibrium and passion, our entire outlook on the day. What extinguishes that fire that tries to burn through our serenity? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie answers that question. We'll see prayer can keep us from worry, but we have to have perseverance because worry can keep us from prayer. Glad you're along today for a practical study. Why don't you grab your Bibles and turn to two passages today. They're going to be Matthew chapter 6 and Philippians chapter 4. Matthew 6, Philippians 4. This is part three of a three-part series that we're calling God's Answer to Fear, Worry, and Anxiety. You know, worry does not make life longer. It just makes it more miserable. Worry does not make life longer. It just makes it more miserable. And I would add this. Worry does not resolve problems. It simply creates new ones. Matthew 6. Look at verse 27. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? How many of you through worry and anxiety can extend the length of your life? Answer. No one. In fact, worry may actually shorten your life or at least make it more miserable. I have a friend who's a doctor who heard my message last Sunday and came up to me and said, you know, Greg, you were talking about how medical scientists and others have said that worry and anxiety can shorten your life. And he said, there's actually a condition for that and it's called broken heart syndrome. And I'd never heard about that before. And it's also known as octopus heart, of all things because it affects the shape of the heart. What happens is sudden bad news can cause fear, fright, or anxiety. It takes hold of you and the tip of your heart enlarges immediately and it results in chest pain, depression, heart failure, and even death. So sudden bad news, maybe the sudden death of a loved one, maybe a car accident, maybe some other traumatic event, that happened to you. Interestingly, I read that one of the things that can also cause this is public speaking. So for some, it it could be a terrifying thing. But whatever it is that frightens you, it, it overwhelms you at that very moment. And so worry does not lengthen your life. It can actually shorten your life. 
Worry is an indication of a lack of faith. Look here at Matthew chapter 6 verse 30. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Notice Jesus did not say you have no faith. He said you have little faith. And because some are weak spiritually or have little faith, they're prone to worry and anxiety. They're always stressed out. They're always worried. They're always defeated. They're sort of like those little chihuahuas. Have you ever seen a chill chihuahua? They're always shaking, 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 you know. They're just perpetually nervous. Why? Because they know I just look like a rat. <laughs> and no one loves me. They even know cats are better than me. I'm like, I don't know. Always shaking. But some people are that way, aren't they? Oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? And what if that happens after this happens? And, and they work themselves up into these frenzies. And you can control that. You don't have to live that way. It's because your faith is small. So make your faith big. Make your faith stronger. You say, well, how do you do that? You grow in faith by what you're doing right now. Studying and believing the Word of God. Your faith grows by hearing God's Word and acting on it. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When I listen to God's Word, it puts everything in perspective. I see God for who He is. I see life with all of its challenges for what it is. I see everything as I ought to see it. Okay, so don't worry. I got that. What should I do? Instead of worry, trade your worry for worship. Put God and His Word first in your life. Now here's a very familiar verse. Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Well what does that mean? To seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. To seek first means to seek it principally above everything else. Give it priority. Have you ever lost something? Let me put it another way. Have you misplaced your cell phone? That's kind of a big deal, isn't it? So the other day I was driving with my wife. I said, where's my cell phone? She said, I don't know. I said, for that matter, where's my wallet? Oh no, I've lost my cell phone and my wallet. Well, we called my wallet, which I can do because I have a little device in it called a tile. And by the way, I'm gonna try to attach it to my brain later. I'm, but anyway, my tile's battery is low, so it wasn't working. So we said, well, let's try to find the phone. So we used the find my phone feature. And boy, sure enough, boom, it just showed up at a certain spot. So we're driving along. It's along the road, like a, almost a highway. And we're driving along. Kathy says, it's a little further. It's a little further. Stop right now. Look. And there it was. It had bounced a few times. My phone right next to it, my wallet with my credit cards laying on the ground. We scooped them all up, gave thanks to God, and, uh, and, and on we went. But you know, we sought it out. We, you know, we were gonna find it no matter what. And this is the idea, put God's kingdom first. Don't give up on this. Seek it above all things. Listen, if you don't wanna live in anxiety, fear and worry, put the matter in God's hands. I like what Martin Luther said, quote, 
Pray and let God worry. That's good, isn't it? Do you think God worries? I don't. So at night when you're going to bed, you say, well, Lord, here's this problem, here's that problem, and there's five more. Here you go. I'm going to sleep. I'll talk to you in the morning. That's exactly what you should do. It's in God's hands. Place it in God's hands. See, often we turn to people for help and we forget that we need to turn to the Lord for help. Now notice this. Paul says that we should turn these things over to God because He is in control and He is the one that wants to help us with these issues. Now let's flip over to Philippians chapter four. And our next point is turn your panic into prayer. Turn your panic into prayer so the next time you're tempted to worry, pray instead. Look at Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, maybe underline that, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So you put it in God's hands. Notice he says, in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. He doesn't say, and only the big scary things. He says in everything. So because guess what? Little things become big things. How many of you have children? Raise your hand up. How many of you have children under the age of eight? Raise your hand up. How many of you have children over the age of 12? Raise your hand up. Okay, you guys really need to be praying a lot right now. <laughs> You know, when you have a teenager or a young adult, a lot of new problems develop. They face a lot of temptations, a lot of challenges, and you do as well as a parent. Let me say a word to you parents of younger children. Start praying for your children when they're small. Because one day when they're older, you will have laid a foundation in their life. Pray for them when they're young, and they'll pray for them when they're older. Pray for little things. Pray for big things. Pray for everything. The Bible says in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. Notice he says thanksgiving. We need to spend more time in our prayer in thanksgiving. And maybe not as much in petition. I'm not suggesting you not pray for things. What I'm saying is spend time giving glory to God first. It might even affect the things you pray for after. In fact, I'm sure it will. Pastor Greg Laurie will have the second half of his message in just a moment. Hey everybody, Greg Laurie here, and I want to personally invite you to the Harvest Ministries Israel Tour. April 9 to 19, 2024. Listen, this is your chance to walk in the steps of Jesus, literally in what we call the Holy Land. Learn more at israel.harvest.org. Shalom. And now Pastor Greg continues his message called God's Answer to Fear, Anxiety, and Worry, Part 3. Here's my last point. Replace thoughts of anxiety, worry, and panic with godly thoughts. Replace thoughts of anxiety, worry, and panic with godly thoughts. 
Look at Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just and pure and lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Listen. Maintaining personal peace involves both the heart and the mind. Isaiah 26, three says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Why do thoughts matter? Because what we think about ultimately affects what we do. Proverbs 23, seven says, as a man thinks, so is he. Guard your mind, people. Protect your mind. Think about what you're gonna put in there. Think about this thing that I'm gonna watch right now on Netflix. Think about this thing that I'm gonna download and listen to. Think about this place I'm gonna go. Think about this thing I'm about to do. Is this gonna build me up or tear me down spiritually? Think about that thing that I'm gonna put in my mind because it's gonna affect me ultimately in my actions. And so we need to think about godly things more. And we need to think biblically. Second uh, Corinthians 10.5 says, bring every thought into captivity of the obedience of Jesus Christ. Memorize scripture. Fill your mind with the word of God and it will be there to strengthen you in your time of need. These promises are amazing. Everybody has trouble in life. The rain falls, the Bible says, on the just and the unjust. Non-believers have tragedies happen to them and tragedies happen to Christians as well. Christians get cancer. Christians die in automobile accidents. Christians lose loved ones unexpectedly. Christians face every kind of hardship. But here's the difference. The non-believer, what do they have to turn to? We have God to turn to. And He wants to hear our prayer and will help us in our time of need. It's so wonderful to know. My doctor friend who told me about that broken heart syndrome said, I was listening to your message today and I just thought I wish I could say to more of my patients, when bad news comes, when hardship comes, call out to God. See, that's what we can do. We can call out to God, Lord, here's my problem. It's bigger than me. I don't know what to do. It's scary. I'm afraid. But you're greater and you're bigger and you love me. So here it is. And I throw it right up to heaven. And he takes it from me. Because what did Jesus say? Come to me, all of you who are laboring and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants to take your problem. I don't know about you, but when I travel, I always overpack. And I don't like to check my luggage. I like to go carry on. Which means I am that obnoxious guy trying to cram my bag into the overhead of the plane, right? I always put too much in it. It's always a little too big. So sometimes if I'm walking along with some heavy bag and someone says, let me give you a hand with that, I'll say, well, thank you very much. <laughs> so here we are in life, pulling all these problems behind us, all of these burdens, and along comes Jesus and says, let me help you with that. Oh, I can do it myself. Really? I'll carry the whole lot for you. Give it to them. What are you facing right now? What burden have you come in with today? What is troubling you? Something's 
concerning you, some anxiety, some fear, commit it to the Lord. And listen, if you're not a Christian, you need to be. Why? Because these promises are for believers only. Only the man or the woman who's put their faith in Jesus. You say, well, what does that even mean? I think I'm a Christian. I come from a Christian family. That doesn't make you a Christian. There has to be a moment in your life where you realize you're a sinner in need of a Savior. Let me put it another way. Talking about the beach. If you're out on the ocean and you're drowning and you see a lifeguard, you need to cry out for help. And Jesus is ready to rescue you. He's ready to save you. And I love the fact that the Bible uses the word saved a lot. By grace we've been saved through faith. Not of works lest any man should boast. Saved. That's what God wants to do. He wants to save you from your sins. Forgive you of all the awful things you've done. And wipe your slate clean. And give you a fresh life. A new life. But you must come to Him. And admit your sin. And be sorry for it. And then put your faith in Jesus. And throw all of your burdens on Him. I'll close with this. I remember as a young man when I came to Christ. I was 17 years old. This was 10 years ago. <laughs> and a few more years. Um, I went forward at a meeting and I prayed a prayer with Christians and asked Jesus into my life. I really didn't know what I was doing. But I do remember this very distinctly. I remember I felt as though a huge weight had been lifted off of me. Now what kind of a weight could a 17 year old be carrying? Well I guess a pretty heavy one. Because it was like lifted off of me. It was my guilt. It was my sin. It was all the things that I'd done wrong that I guess I'd grown so accustomed to. I didn't even know it was there. I just carried it around every day. That weight of sin. And when I prayed it was like relief. The pressure was lifted. The sin was removed. And God can do that for you today. Jesus died on that cross and he rose again from the dead. And he stands now at the door of your life and he knocks. And if you will hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. Do you need Jesus in your life? In a moment we're gonna pray and I'll extend an invitation for anyone here that wants their sin forgiven. That wants the burdens of life lifted. That wants a fresh start. It can happen for you right here, right now. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Father, Speak to every person here and every person that is watching and listening wherever they are. Show them their need for Jesus and help them to come to you and believe today we pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer about coming to the Lord to find forgiveness of sins. And if you'd like to do that, Pastor Greg will help you in just a moment before today's edition of A New Beginning concludes. Well, Pastor Greg, the new movie, Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon, is such an engaging film. Yes. It highlights the spiritual journey of the man in black. But it does so from a number of different perspectives. You hear many people reflect on Johnny's unique story. Tell us about that. Well, when you order your copy of Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon on DVD, along with a streaming code, so you can download it to your computer, your phone, or your tablet, you're going to see that a number of very well-known people 
talk about their relationship with Johnny Cash. One man in particular who actually narrates the film and was very close to Johnny. In fact, he toured as a member of Johnny's band is Marty Stewart. Marty tells us now a story of the last time he was with Johnny Cash and what happened. Give a listen. I went over to his house and I was about to go on the road. And I just wanted to go check in on him, hug his neck, tell him I love him. And I had recorded a song of his called The Walls of a Prison that I wanted to play for him. And so I played it for him and I sat at his feet. He put his hand on me and said, excellent, son. I said, you got it. I knew he didn't want to hang out too long, so we talked a minute. And before I left the room, he said, is there anything in this room you want? I said, just your love. He said, you got that. And as I was about to leave, he was sitting in his wheelchair with his back to the window. And the late afternoon light was coming in. And I had my camera all in my bag. And I said, JR, let me take your picture. And there was like four frames. And the first three, he just kind of looked like this. I said, JR. He reared up and he looked like an old president. And when I got the negatives back, I went, there's the picture. Before I left the room, I said, how's your spirit? He said, good. I said, you got plenty of rope left? He said, I got plenty of rope. I said, all right, I'll be home in 10 days, whatever it was. I didn't think it would come while I was gone on that trip, but it did. Country music singer Marty Stewart from the movie Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. You know, the film could focus on all of Johnny's hit records or the massive crowds that came to see him. It could focus on his TV shows or recording an album at Folsom Prison. But instead, it focuses on Johnny himself, who grew up poor, faced unbelievable heartache, but always in a home with a deep, resounding faith in the Lord. And that's what pulled him through the tough scrapes and failings of his later years. Now, Pastor Greg refers to this as an evangelistic documentary, and it's so inspiring. It's great encouragement for the rest of us who've had some failings. We want to send you a copy of Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon on DVD, along with a free streaming code, so you can watch it on your phone or tablet or TV. We'll send it to say thank you for your generous support of these daily radio studies. So why not contact us today? Call 1-800-821-3300. Call anytime, 1-800-821-3300. Or go online to harvest.org. Well, Pastor Greg, a few moments ago, you spoke of the need to get our hearts right with God. Mm -hmm. Could you help someone who wants to do that right now? Yes, I'd be delighted to. Listen, as you've listened to this program today, maybe something's been happening inside of your heart where you're sensing, I need to do this personally, but how do I do it and what do I do? Let me help you. It's very simple. In fact, it's so simple you may be shocked. God, this relationship with him is just a prayer away. The Bible says, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. So I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you do just that. You call on the name of the Lord. This can be the moment where you change your eternal address, literally from hell to heaven. Just pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for me. And rose again from the dead. Jesus, I choose to follow you 
from this moment forward. In your name I pray. Amen. I know. It's such a simple, short prayer. But you just called on the name of the Lord. And you know what? He heard that prayer. And if you meant that prayer in your heart, he answered that prayer. Now let me help you to get started on the right foot in your new life in Jesus Christ. The greatest adventure awaits you, the life of walking with God. I want to send you what we call a New Believer's Growth Path that includes a New Believer's Bible and a whole lot more. And let me be the first to say to you, congratulations and welcome to the family of God. And to get that free New Believer's Growth Pack, just ask for it if you've prayed along with Pastor Greg to receive Christ today. We'll be glad to send one your way. Just call us at 1-800-821-3300. We're here around the clock, again at 1-800-821-3300. Or just go online to harvest.org and click No God. Well, next time, we follow along as David the Shepherd Boy encounters a 9-foot, 6-inch giant named Goliath. Pastor Greg offers important counsel for defeating our giants. Join us here on A New Beginning with pastor and Bible teacher, Greg Laurie. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to A New Beginning. This is a podcast made possible by Harvest Partners. So for more content that can help you know God and equip you to make Him known to others or to learn more about how you can become a Harvest Partner, just go to harvest.org.